imagine having a friend who calls you really late at night and they just want to vent to you about all that is going on. They don't want to hear your advice or anything that you have to say about the matter. And then to top it all off, they fall asleep on you without even hearing a word from you. Well, that's how I imagine God feels when we don't take time to intentionally pray with him and we just say a quick prayer as we're falling asleep. Now, I will say, I find it really peaceful to fall asleep praying because you're just in God's presence, but he wants more from us. So I'm joined by one of my favorite co-hosts. Hello. And we are ready to talk all about why God really wants to hear from us. Hey friends, I'm Cassie, and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. Hey everybody, it's Cassie's mom, and we are together again about a subject that we talked about a while ago, and we finally have circled back to actually sit down and talk about it, but basically the theme is, have you prayed about it as much as you've talked about it? And I didn't realize that I had kind of passed on that wisdom to both my girls in different times of their lives and conversations. And it wasn't until they were, I think you were preparing to podcast or having a conversation. I'm not even positive. And you realize, hey, wait a minute, mom says that. Oh, it was when I, we were in the Spoonie study and Katie joined oh. me for that session. That's when it was. Correct. And that surprised me. So you're always happy as a mom when your kids <laughs> listen to something that you say, oh, that really is good advice. Because sometimes I remember some things I wish they didn't remember <laughs> things that I said. Uh, but I think that, you know, you, you picked up on something when we were talking about this as a subject for today is... There's a lot of ways you can go about prayer and seeking God. You could do a whole podcast just on prayer itself. But this is more, you know, where do we get our advice from? Who do we seek counsel from? When we're dealing with an anxiety or we're dealing with uh, some some kind of decision in our lives, maybe we're even dealing with some of the, the in-between things that aren't even so important or so serious. Who do we talk to about that? And many of you might say, oh, well, I go to God, of course. Well, grateful for that, and that's what we strive to do too. But as humans, I think we like to interact. We like to bounce things off someone else. Uh, Cassie and I have some fun conversations when I'm commuting, and I'm going, uh, hey, you are not going to believe this. So I would love to say that it's never gossip, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be a little bit. But it's more like um, you're not going to believe this situation that I had to deal with, or um, sometimes it's a very funny story. Uh, Actually, often it's a funny story. Because we kind of have that slant on life where we find humor. Yep. Always, always. And I think, too, it's just something where, you know, we connect as humans by sharing experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, But the question that we really want to ask ourselves today is, why don't we go to God first? Mm -hmm. And sometimes, why don't we technically go to God at all? Because there are times that we go to God And we pray for something, but we aren't seeking to hear his answer. We tell him what's going on and ask him for things to change, but we don't want to actually hear what he has to say on the matter. And, you know, 
I wish I could say, like, just like you were just saying, I wish I could say it's perfect. And every time I go straight to God first and I do all the things, but it's a lot of really hard work and it's about building an intentional habit. And, you know, it's much easier said than done for sure. Yeah. And I think you could use, you know, have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it as much (laughs) as you're talking about it? You know, it really could be, you know, not the most helpful (laughs) advice, Uh, but I think it's really more, you know, we were talking before this, uh, before we started recording and it was, you know, for me, I get a kind of a gut check a little bit. Like you want me to share that story that just happened? Sure. So I'm not going to get into this whole thing because again, I brought it to God. But I did have an experience when we were away where I unexpectedly uh, had to deal with a, a medical emergency right in front of me. And I kept feeling like there was something that I needed to be ready for. Um, that's all I can really say about it. I just knew there was something to kind of be prepared. But I did not expect this crash situation right in front of me. And what I especially didn't expect was I was the person who had to take charge when there's all these volunteers around who should have been adequately trained. So I won't get fully into it because, again... Where am I bringing this information to, right? Am I trying to get a captive audience and get attention? Or am I trying to bring it to God so I can process what happened? So I was trying to um, tell my husband about what happened because he had just been with me. He had turned right and started walking to a different section. We were at a race and I went left. It was a plan. One was going to be in one place. One was going to be in another. Well, we went to watch our loved one compete and... So he didn't. He knew something had happened, but he had no idea the level of this mm-hmm. crash, and that I was the key first responder. So I did want him to know. I was really upset afterwards too, because I really didn't know the outcome of these two people that got hurt, and had been praying about them. And you know, and I didn't want to take away from this this person's race. I didn't want to go on and on about it later. So I was pretty quiet about it. But then when Katie, you know, my other daughter, had called. She's like, I thought, what did you say about an accident? And she just had time to listen. And it was helpful just to run Mm -hmm. it by her. And, you know, there was still a little bit of humor in this whole thing because it was me and then the SWAT team that responded, which is just completely ridiculous. You just can't make this stuff up. I think it might have been you or somebody going, wait a minute, what happened when you were out there? And I started talking about it a little on the phone. And then I was like, you know what? No, like, I don't need to talk about this anymore. You know, I need to kind of process it because you should always debrief when something big happens. And then, like, move on, you know, and I I kind of brought it to God. And I was like, okay, if God wants me to kind of know the outcome of those two young people that got hurt, there'll be a way that I'll find that out, Mm -hmm. you know. And hopefully, um, pretty much anything that you do, you want it to be kind of private. It's not about, oh, this person went and saved the day. And, you know, it's it's not like that. You're not looking to to get praise. So I guess I'm bringing that up because that was my recent gut check Mm -hmm. of, you know, no, like, you've talked about this enough. Don't go back talking all about it everywhere. You know, I only gave a very quick super tidbit about it to my coworker because we are teaching CPR and first aid and all this emergency response classes right now where we work. So I said, well, here it is. I have a little vacation and I ended up in a real scenario. So I guess that's kind of my point. It was my own advice about, you know, have you prayed about something as much as you talked about? It kind of came back to me. But there's many other times that I think we're also seeking a listening ear. And I think, you know, that's kind of a unique experience. But say we're upset about a relationship. Yep. Um, that's something I learned early in my marriage from other people. I always try to surround myself with really good mentors and peers. Um, in parenting, I always try to surround myself by godly women and parents who had kids older than me. They've been through different mm-hmm. things already and learned from them. But at the same point... I would say most of them, not all, because not everybody's Bible-believing, but most of them would point me back to solid godly advice, and which meant getting back into my Bible. 
getting back into reading the word and devotions and Christian authors, people that I wanted to emulate. Yeah. And this can happen in lots of different scenarios. It's not even necessarily, um, you know, something like what you had experienced. It can also, you know, just be, man, I'm having a really, really bad day today and I'm really stressed. Do I typically go to other people with that first? Yeah, more often than not, especially if it happens towards the end of the day when I'm tired and I don't necessarily like, even though I have no excuse because there's an app with the Bible on it, like it could not be closer. There are times that I just don't want to do that. I want to vent about whatever's going on and play a game on my phone or scroll on Instagram and then go to bed. And, you know, that's really challenging. And there is a time and place where we do need people. For instance, um, I had a really bad night just recently, and I ended up just having one of those moments where, you know, it's a straw that broke the camel's back and you just cry. I went to call my sister and I just felt God being like, no, like, tell me what's going on. That's it right there. That's the gut check. And you can call it whatever you want to call it, but that's it right there, isn't it? It's that little, yeah. you know, okay, wait a minute, Holy Spirit's like, oh, wait a minute, no, like, we got this together, you and me, you know? Well, and something we've talked on this podcast a lot about is just how, you know, God wants us to well, or he wants to be welcomed into our brokenness or our disappointment or our drama, whatever that case may be, he wants to be involved. And that was how I felt last night. And I just was like, all right, God, like, are you sure you want to hear about this? Because what I'm about to tell you is kind of the whole reason I'm upset and you're allowing it to happen. But the thing is that he does want to hear, even if I'm telling him I'm that I'm upset with him, I am disappointed in how he's just moved certain pieces of my life along. He still wants to be a part of that because he wants to be close to us. You know, he grieves with us. He intended when he made the world for a perfect life and you know, then sin came into the world and everything happened. And he's grieving that just as much as we are. And, you know, I spent some time talking with God about it. And then I did feel like I needed to do some further processing. And this is when I'm very grateful to have a sister who's in college and is up at crazy hours because I was Mm -hmm. able to call her and just kind of go over everything. But I I was so blessed that God had like really like, I literally felt like he was knocking on my heart and just going, hey, tell me why you're feeling overwhelmed. Tell me why you're stressed out. Tell me why you're angry with me. And he can handle it. Yeah, he can can. handle it. You can scream at him. He can handle it. Like there's nothing that he can't handle. Mm -hmm. And I think you're talking about two things. You're talking about, first of all, being in relationship with him. And if you're not in relationship with somebody and you suddenly call, there are certainly those kinds of things that maybe you haven't talked to somebody in months and you pick up right where you left off. But overall, it's it's a relationship, right? Yep. So if we are not in relationship with God and we don't know, we're not in tune with him and now suddenly we're stressed, we're in a crisis. Okay, hold on. Like It's not as easy to yep. hear him, to hear that wonderful whisper of, hold on, tell me what's going on. And secondly, I also think there's obedience in there. We don't always want to wait for uh, things. And we've talked about this. Yes. I'm pretty sure we, this was one of our other podcasts, but I, I reiterate it a lot because I, I know it's a problem even for me regularly. 
is we give things over to God and we say, God, I'm, I'm, my finances, or, you know, if you're a parent and you're worried about your child, I, I give this child to you, Lord, it's your child anyway. I give this problem and I, I just show me what I should do. Help me be strong during the waiting. And we give it and then we take it back. Yeah. Or we're like, hey, did God, you done yet? How, how is that? How's that coming? You were like a little kid. Yeah, I think of, I always think of like, for instance, I was recently at a doctor's appointment and there was a kid in the waiting room and clearly wanted their parents full attention mm. when they were trying to do something. And the, the kid just kept asking over and over and over again, just being like, hey, are we almost done? Hey, where are we going? Hey, mm. are we done yet? Are we done now? And just like was relentless. And it, you know, when you just said that, it made me think of that because I think sometimes, you know, when like you peer around like a corner because you're trying to see if somebody's working and you're like, hey, do you get that done yet? Mm-hmm. Do you get it done? Hey, what's the progress? Do you need my help? I'll help. I'm so ready to help. <laughs> and, you know, and you just like, and that's what we do to God when, you know, we try to keep it in his hands, but we're also like, you're not moving fast enough and just like kind of trying to hurry him along. But that's the thing is that God does not live on our time schedule. You know, something that I've just been learning just about him and about how he fixes things is that he doesn't wait on our physical circumstances sometimes to change. He waits for our hearts to change in that time period. Right. And, you know, I know People get tired of hearing, you got to be in the word, be in the word, in the word. But we do that. (laughs) Again, not everybody who's listening to this may be believers, but for those of you who are, or you're trying to understand more about it, God speaks to us through his word. And there's many ways that you can experience it. As you said, it's at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got it on my phone right now. I listen to all kinds of things in the car. You know, you can actually listen to the daily audio Bible, all these different things. You obviously can have it right out in front of you in in the book form, but it's difficult sometimes. Some of it is how it's written for the time period that it was Mm -hmm. written in. And sometimes we don't understand fully, but that's where Bible study, that's where connecting with other people. And you've obviously done this through your platform here. Mm -hmm. If you are somebody who's at home and can't get out easily and can't do things, there's so many ways to connect now in an online community where you can be talking about these hard things and do online Bible studies or or talk with somebody that's a scheduled phone call that's about these things. So we're talking about being in relationship, right? Mm -hmm. With God, uh, being obedient and okay, Lord, I don't, I don't understand this, but I trust you. I know that there's a plan I may not see this plan even on this side of heaven, but I know there's a plan. And when I doubt, which being, you know, someone of faith, we're all going to have our times of doubt and we have our setbacks and we say, no, 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 I know you said this, but I can't, I can't do it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's giving over that will to him, you know, and okay, like I trust you. And I often pray... I try not to be praying like kind of scenario opened with of just going on and on at night, you know, all my ass, you know, try just praying to God, just glorifying him and thanking him without saying I and me and my just brutal. <laughs> literally forewarning. It is the hardest thing in the whole world and it will frustrate you and that is okay. And it's just, It's definitely there. And, you know, even back to what you were saying about that time of self-doubt. So for instance, last night when God had knocked on my heart, the thing that I had said, well, thought, because, you know, I wasn't talking 
I wasn't talking out loud to myself in the moment. I was just kind of thinking. And I just was like, Lord, I am not strong enough to do this anymore. And I am tired. I can't live like this anymore. That was when he kind of had knocked on my heart. And when I sat there and I decided to listen, all he did was remind me of saying, guess what? You're right. You can't do it. Your strength, you, you cannot handle this, but I can. And that's what's so amazing is he was able to just be like, you know what? Like, you're right. You can't do it all. You can't handle this. That's why I'm here. And that's what I want to be able to do is I want to be able to carry these burdens for you and walk you through this. I don't think if I didn't have the relationship that I do with him, I'm not sure that I would have heard him because I'm not sure that I would have actually been listening. And what about being quiet? You know, we're talking a lot right now. We Mm -hmm. both love to chat with each other, but it's being quiet. I mean, I love listening to worship music. um, As I said, podcasts, whatever, but there are times when no radio is on in the car. No noise is, if I can help it, (laughs) around my house, not always easy, so that I can hear. And that's, you've heard me talk, if you've listened to other podcasts about how I do gardening. I'm not some fabulous gardener, but it's just being quiet and experiencing him in all the different senses. You know, there's a flower that bloomed. Could I tell you right now what the name of it is? No, I have to look it up, but I planted it. Like dad and I got that at least two falls ago, maybe three. And, you know, one of those deals, because that's what we do. We get the deals. And they finally bloomed this year. And I, we were laughing about it because I said, oh, I got to look at my notes because I forget what this is. But it's gorgeous. But, you know, I'm feeling the flower and running my hand over it. I, I said, oh, this is one I think that was very fragrant. I'm smelling it. I'm reaching into it. I'm mm-hmm. smelling it. I'm like, oh. And he laughs at me, but he's finally gotten it. I'm, I, I literally... I'm like, oh, aren't you so pretty? You just came out so beautiful. As if I'm talking <laughs> to the dog or something, because I'm always talking to the dog that way. Like, you were just so pretty, you know? But it, it's just, I was like, oh, God, like, this is so beautiful what you created. Mm-hmm. So that's way of being in fellowship with God and just all the time hearing him and feeling him. And if you can have that sense of just, I hate to sound kind of goofy here, but if you just have that wonder and delight, and it's easy mm. to lose that because we're just... I sometimes forget, like I'm stressed, I'm worried about you, I'm worried about something with my job, I'm um, thinking about, you know, just all kinds of things in life, and I miss it, Yeah, I miss it, and I think, what am I doing, you know, and um, so I don't know if that's helpful for our listeners or not, but this is just a very topical conversation, this is not going deep into every possible verse and every scripture, Um, we do have one though, or actually a couple that we that were relevant. Yeah. And even just to kind of tack on to that, you know, the reason, maybe not the whole reason, but I think you were able to see that beauty because you took the time to listen. Hmm. You took the time to be quiet. You, and you also have a relationship with God. Like if you, sometimes I like to think of my relationship with God and I compare it to like a physical person in the sense of I pretend that he is sitting right across the couch from me right now. And I'm kind of like, how am I treating him? Am I being a good friend? Am I listening? Do I actually want to hear what he has to say? Because opinions of people close to us matter. Mm-hmm. They matter so much. They shape how we think, how we act, what we expect of ourselves and other people. And he has so much that he wants to say to us. We just have to sometimes give him that opportunity. And I know we've talked about this a lot too, um, but declaring truth is so important. And just looking at, you know, like 
who is God? And then who does he say that we are? And since I've started doing that Mm -hmm. and looking to scripture, I hear him so clearly. And one of the things that I typically pray daily is just, I pray over Jared and I specifically, and I pray that we would be God lovers and, you know, individually and as a couple. And every single day I'm like, Lord, speak to me clearly. Allow me to spot you and spot the lessons you have to teach me. You know, sometimes I miss them because... I'm not perfect, but I love being able to suddenly be like, oh my gosh, thank you, Lord. When he points something out to you that you never, ever thought you would see, it's because you are intentionally looking for him. You're intentionally listening for him. That's so powerful. And I think that's true of anything. If you're trying to set a goal for yourself or a health goal or whatever, something at a job, something, whatever, there's an intention there. That needs to mm-hmm. happen. And um, some people, you know, you're doing a lot of journaling. You're doing these fabulous planners, all these mm-hmm. programs. You're also in fellowship with other like-minded people who are doing that, which I think helps tremendously. Yep. The big expression these days is your tribe. Who's your tribe? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, you know, you see things, quotes such as, um, you know, speak your truth and kind of your tribe will show. Like if they're still around, though, Foxy's agreeing with us right now. Sorry, you're hearing the dog and she's pacing around. Get in your bed. She got in her bed and out of her bed. Well, she's excited about this podcast, clearly. <laughs> anyway, but it's, be, it's being intentional. It's no matter what it is. that and if, if, you, if you were really like falling in love with somebody or you're a parent and you want to do a great job being a parent, whatever it is, you'd be intentional. And you invest. Yeah. So why wouldn't we do that with God? And, you know, there's a cute little story about a little boy who's afraid at night and he's having bad dreams or whatever. And his parent comes in his room and checks on him. You know, there's no monsters under the bed. There's none of that. They say, remember, you can always, you know, even if we're not right here, you can always pray to God. And he's like, sometimes I need somebody with skin on. Meaning, Mm -hmm. like, I need to physically touch somebody or I need to see somebody And, you know, that can be how we feel about God. Like, God, are you even listening? Are you there? How many times have we all had Mm -hmm. our desert experience? We don't hear God. You know, I know we've gone through that. And it's very painful. And it's just the waiting. And it's filling yourself with his word, with um, people around you who can pray for you, being part of whatever that church is that you belong to. So you can get through those times because we can't always be in a time of blooming and growing. We are going to go through some times of just being in that desert experience and that winter and, you know, but in winter, right, we've talked about underneath, Mm -hmm. there's still a lot going on there underneath all that hard growing. You know, one of the things I think about is I think how we've been, you know, talking about it is more in the thought of like bigger things that happen. And those are the things that we know only God can change the situation and we devote our time to that. But God doesn't want to just be there for the big things. He cares about the small things. We've talked about embracing the small and all of those different things. But just like there's nothing too big for him, there's nothing too little for him. Um, For instance, at the end of the day, Jared and I like to end our day um, praying together. And sometimes I'll just be like, Lord, I thank you so much for that one plant that finally just started propagating and I'm so excited about it (laughs) or there are little things. And I think sometimes, you know, if Jared's like really tired, he's like, all right, come on, Cass, like wrap it up. Come on. (laughs) And, um, and he's never said that to me. You know, sometimes you just get that vibe (laughs) and it's because I just, I want to tell him, I want to tell him about everything. I want to just be like, oh my gosh, 
God, remember when you were so awesome and you made the sun come out earlier? I loved that. Like little things. And I never, it's so crazy that I'm even talking about this because I never imagined being this person. But, you know, he wants to hear about the little things. He wants to hear about the drama. He wants to hear about all of it because more than anybody, he is the one that can truly help us and change the situation more than any human ever could. And so I think that's important to remember you know, you may think, oh, well, nothing's really wrong or, you know, something along, nothing big is happening. He still wants to hear from you. That doesn't change his desire to get to know you and hear from you and talk to you. You know, like he is present in all of the big and all of the small. And I think sometimes we forget that. Yeah. And I think it's, I I think when things are good, we're less likely to be thinking about him as much, mm-hmm. yeah, right? And things are hard. We're like, oh, Lord, I need you. Help me. And he can handle that. He knows that we're like that. Yep. But I think it's just, you know, the good, the bad, and a lot of the mundane. Because let's face it, a lot of the stuff that we all do every day can be pretty mundane. But he wants yep. to be in that too. And I think someone listening who's maybe in a really bad place, spiritually, mentally, physically, whatever it is right now, maybe all of the above, they're probably like, sure, that's great for you. You know, but it's just start, you know, um, I used to have a time where before I would even open my eyes in the morning, I'd be like, even if I was really, maybe not in the best mood, I was really tired. I wanted to finish that dream or whatever. But I remember being like, Oh, good morning, God. Like, I mean, it just, I didn't miss it. I wanted to talk to him before anybody else, Mm -hmm. you know, even if I was being a crab or whatever. And I remember I went through a time where I wasn't doing that. I wasn't angry at God. It wasn't like everything was so wonderful. For whatever reason, I wasn't doing that. And I can't really tell you what prompted me to go, oh my gosh, why am I not doing that anymore? But I I think I was getting distance from him and we can get distant by all the things. Like, it's kind of funny while you and I are trying to record this, our phones keep going like through someone texting or (laughs) I've had two voicemails, which I don't know why this is happening, but we get distracted all the time by our phones by TV shows, you know, there's certain, I mean, certain TV shows coming back on. I'm kind of excited about, you yeah. know, um, there's a lot of things that we distance ourselves from God by all these activities. If you're hearing in the background, Foxy is taking a long, long drink of water. Oh, she stopped. Oh, she she heard her name. <laughs> I wish sometimes I wish we had video right. I on know. This too. I wish you all could see her. Anyhow. Um, sometimes I think we distance ourselves because He actually has been faithful and we don't want to complain. And I say Say it again. So I think that there are times that because he has been faithful, I don't want to tell him about the things that aren't going well. So for instance, we had been waiting a really long time to be able to start home health care. We had just been praying that if that was God's will, that he would open that door, he would open another form of treatment. And of course, he opened the door for home health. And I remember I was talking with my mentor, actually. She was like, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, well, this is going good and this is going good. And she was like, yeah, but like, it can't all be good right now. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, well, I don't have a right to complain. And she was like, why do you say that? And I just was like, well, I say that because God was like so faithful. This thing I had been praying for and just over his clarity for months I was waiting for. And now all of a sudden he's done that amazing thing. So how dare I go to him and Mm -hmm. say, Lord, 
this wasn't exactly what I expected or Lord, I thought I would be doing better than I am because of this treatment. And I almost felt like I couldn't talk to him about that because I was just like, well, he's already done such a big thing. I kind of need to give him a break. And he wanted to hear those things from me. He still wants to, you know, know what's going on. But that's a great, excuse me for interrupting, but that's a great example. Very insightful. And I think that's a time too, like you were talking to someone mm-hmm. and she was the one because of her experience and um, as a mentor drew that out of you a little, mm-hmm. well, it can't all be good. You know, you know, she knew, she knew you were holding something back. So that I would say is a great example um, of human wisdom, you know, yep. someone using their expertise, but she drew you back to God. Yeah. And that's a difference. Not everybody draws us back to God with their advice. Yes. And so that was just something that has really stuck out to me and really changed my prayer life. And so I think in all of these things, if there's one thing that you're going to take away from our time together today is just that he wants to hear you. He wants to hear you in your brokenness. He wants to hear from you in your excitement. He wants to hear from you when life is just status quo and nothing's really major happening. He just wants us. And he doesn't need us. That's what's so amazing. I know. I was just about to say that. Like, we almost said that at the same time, which would have been really cool. But, like, yeah, that's so insane. Like, when you think about that, like, he doesn't need us. He doesn't need our attention. He doesn't need our love. Nothing. But he wants to hear from us. He wants to know how we're doing. And he wants to impart his wisdom upon us. But again, he's not going to force it into us. He wants us to go to him and say, all right, Lord, can you show me who you are? Can you show me who I am? Can you show me who you've created me to be? And I think he's totally ready to hear our inadequacies. Like, I don't know how Mm -hmm. to do this. You know, in the Bible, they said, teach us to pray. Yep. Jesus taught them to pray. You know, we don't know how to go about these things. And there's all different beliefs, right, about, you know, how you should pray and what you should pray for. And there's all kinds of disagreements about, you know, um, prosperity type things. Oh, just yeah. pray. You could be healed and you'll be healed. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's a... I don't want to do that one, though. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, a, that is a whole other one. Um, you know, so there's different beliefs. But really, it comes down to really just talk to him. And if you're somebody who isn't as verbal and you trip up over everything, I feel like I just stumble trying to even have this conversation. I feel even more (laughs) inadequate lots of times trying to pray to the creator of the universe. But, you know, what is that? For you, you really do a tremendous amount of writing that I think helps you really think and study. And you got so excited. You were like, I'm looking at different translations. and Oh, yeah. I've I've become a commentary girl. I never thought I would be a commentary girl. Um, But in two, at the same point, instead of also just reading everybody else's commentary and another human's take on something, you're going to the source, too. And help me understand this, Lord. That's been a really interesting thing. And the other point that I wanted to make on this, too, is, you know, we are listening and looking for him and just all of the above, right? But I also think there are times... You have trouble how to say it. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Well, that's it'll probably swing back, but that's what uh, happens when we pray. Oh, thank you. Actually, there we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That's awesome. Okay. I wonder why we're mother-daughter. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, Remember the whole thing about the train tracks? And, yep. Yeah. That's yes. Us. All, these, okay. all the tracks are intersecting, but somehow we do get the train back to the station. So yep. go for it. So one of the things that I've learned about myself is I cannot pray in my head. So there are some times where you may say, I don't have the words and I just want to be quiet and not actually say anything. Yeah. So let me tell you, this is what my brain looks like. If you were to imagine my brain and just, or you know what, just imagine you, you know, like in those cartoons where there's no brain up there, like it's just an empty skull. (laughs) That's what I want you to imagine right now. And I want you to imagine a little ping pong ball that like hits all corners and like is moving around because there's so many times that I start praying and then I'm praying for somebody And all of a sudden I like ping to a whole other thing. And I start just thinking about, man, I should tell this person something. Have I texted them recently? Like, and I just get into this hole and then I literally will stop and I'll be like, I'm sorry. And then I try to go back and it happens over and over and over and over again. So something that I like to do um, is not only do I write out my personal prayers in the morning because literally like Lord knows that I am not going to be able to get through it. But something that I started doing is I want to be praying intentionally for our family and our friends, our community and our future. So in the back of my Bible, I have these different colored sticky notes for each of those different sections. And I have written down the people. So I will follow along this like, and I'll kind of go through the same thing every day. And it keeps me focused. And it keeps me like, just on track. And yes, there are still times even with that, that I get distracted. And while I do all of that, I actually pray out loud. And it's it's not like I'm screaming and like praying, but like sometimes it's a whisper, sometimes it's a regular voice, but I pray out loud because I know for me personally, praying in my head is not going to be productive. I found two years ago, like it's okay to have a little notebook. I mean, I know people use prayer journals, yeah. but I mean like a little thing like, oh, did I make the vet? appointment I need to make like that pops in my mind it is not so terrible to be able to just write vet appointment real quick so then I've gotten back on track or it's also helpful if you're writing them out um there's also digital versions I like probably more digital because my handwriting Mm -hmm. is atrocious now but my prayer pal go tandem there's a whole bunch of them where you can write out your prayers and with kind of cool you know digitally or again do it in a notebook and what's kind of cool is go back and it's amazing the amount of answered prayers that we took for granted. Yes. We forgot they were answered. It's funny you say that because one of the sections of this like prayer time that I have is of gratitude. And there are certain things that I go, Lord, I never, ever want to forget your faithfulness in this area. And I make sure every day to point those things out and say, thank you for allowing this to come to pass. And just all of those things. Because, And I will literally out loud say... Lord, thank you for, you know, X, Y, Z. I never, ever want to forget your faithfulness in this area. And that's so pleasing to him. I mean, isn't it so nice when you're talking to a friend and they all of a sudden are like, oh, remember when you just encouraged me so much when you brought me that tray of cookies or like whatever it is, you know, and it makes us feel so good to be like, yeah, I'm so glad I was able to be a good friend. Imagine how great God must feel to be like, I know, I'm so happy I was able to do that for you. Right, right. And he is, you know, whether people have a good relationship with their father or they are a good father or whatever, like he is the perfect father too. Yep. And, you know, um, not everybody's parents or whatever, but there's there's usually somebody in your life that you can think of some special kid or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like when you do something kind for them or you're right there to give them a hug 
or some kind of, wow, you did a really great job. I'm thinking this time of year that we're recording this, a lot of people having their first day of school. Yeah. And that was kind of cool. And I was like, I remember looking at a bunch of pictures um, online and being like, wow, you know, I hope we never take for granted that we're even fortunate enough to have these kids who can go to school. Because many mm-hmm. times, as you know, that's taken from us, our, yeah. health, our health and kids are homeschooled, they drop out or whatever. And so often with the issues that you have, it's kind of the prime of your life education wise mm-hmm. that you, people are ripped out of their goals for an education or maybe early in their career that it, it's taken from them, you know. Well, to make kind of one final point, I think in all of this with what you were saying I don't know if you even remember this, so I'm curious to see if you Uh-oh. do. Where are we going with this? Um, no, it's all good. Um, I for Lord, let me have years to hear this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, I had been really struggling, and I was kind of when I went back to school for a short period of time after I had had a lot of different health things fall apart, and. I was quite a sight. I was, my arm was braced. My foot was in a boot. My knee was like not casted, but it was in this really intense brace. And I looked like a walking train wreck. Like people just looked at me and were like, what happened to you? And I remember I got in the car because you, with how the building was that you were parked outside of Hammond. So it was like this, it was a main building and you saw me actually go down the stairs to meet you because I was being stubborn and didn't use the elevator. Like, don't ask me why I didn't just do that, but whatever reason. And you saw all these students that were passing me and just running up the stairs or joking with their friends or whatever it was. And you saw how like I was just struggling so much. And that was when we were making the decision actually that I was going to need to be done for now with schooling. And I got in the car and I was like, today's just been a hard day. And you like, you weren't in tears but I just felt it. And you were just like, you, you did open it up to me. Cause I was kind of like, Hey, are you okay? And yeah, you I'm were, choked up now. <laughs> and yeah, you, she knows where I'm going. And she yeah. was just like, I just saw those kids. And I just was like, man, you know, I bet some of them hate school or they're mad that they have to be there and they're stressed with a professor. And you were like, and all I can think of is here you are, like, we're kind of coming to the decision that your body can't take this anymore. And you want it so bad. And I just like, I don't even remember if I said anything after I just remember that one comment, because it just made you kind of go like, man, what would I give to be able to let Cassie be in school or for me just to be like, what would I give to be able to do that, you know, or for you to have been in the school, your first choice school, because it was not your first choice school, you know, you had to give that up too. And like, oh, there's probably some kids who don't even want to be there, you know, Mm -hmm. when they're, they're getting, they're getting their dreams. So Yeah. And I think that's, we need to wrap up, but, you know, go to God in your grief and, you know, we do grieve alongside our children who are struggling and, you know, we grieve for what you hope to have and what Mm -hmm. was taken. And, but we also, you know, we do have that faith and that's what gets us through you and me and, and Jared and actually, let me, as we wrap up. Again, I said this earlier, there's so many great scriptures we could have used. Um, We definitely went around a little bit. Yeah, and this was also just, as I said, a topical conversation. This is not an in-depth study. We could clearly do a whole other thing on that. But I felt very drawn to Jeremiah 29, 12. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. What I love so much about God's directions, basically, is he's going to tell you, you know, he'll say, so that you will know, or then I will, 
And mm-hmm. it, so he explains it. You know, you're going to call on me. You're, and it's not just you're going to call on me. You will call on me and come and pray. This is NIV. There's other translations. Of and, course, and I will, you know, listen. Yeah, and it's I very think active. so many times we just call on him. Right. And we leave it at that. And he's he is literally telling us right here, when you call on me, but you don't just call on me. You come to me. You tell me what's going on. You pray. You open your heart to me. I will hear you. Right. It's very active. And, you know, soon after that in Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. So we will not get yep. that. And, you know, um, again, I'm not getting into a whole Bible study here, but these are people in exile and, yep. you know, they need to know how to, to be heard. They're in that desert. Yeah, they need to be heard. And God is like, no, I'm, I'm going to be here. And like, if you show up, I will show up. Right. I'm already there. Yeah. He's already he's, there. Yeah. He's, he's already even shown up. That's such a good point. Like, it's not just that he's going to show up. He is waiting for us to show up, you know? So I think as we think about all these different things, whether you are praying a specific treatment would become available to you, whether you're praying for the just emotional support as you deal with a disappointment or you are celebrating something amazing that God has faithfully done, or you're sitting in your car and you're thinking about how many things people take for granted. He wants to hear all of those things, the big, the small, the mundane. It does not matter. And he can take it. He can take yeah. it if you're just ticked off at him. He can take it. You know, what, yep. talk to him. Tell him how angry you are and ask him to soften your heart. Or if you're not ready to even soften your heart, you're bitter. Yep. You know, talk to him and let him do a good work in you. So the next time, go to pick up your phone to maybe call your mom or call a good friend or even your pastor, whoever it may be. Yes, seeking that, like, you know, as that little boy was saying, I need to talk, like, I need to... Somebody with skin on. Somebody with skin on, that's what it is. Even if that's what you need, know that God is right there. Sometimes I find that when I tell him about something first and then I go to somebody else... I'm able to tell the story even clearer and I'm Mm. more and I'm like, I'm ready to listen to what that person has to say about how they're advising me to continue because I'm, I've already emotionally walked through it with somebody and now I'm just kind of telling it again and I'm ready to hear. Yeah. Or you maybe just want someone to listen. And then we do have those relationships where there's people who call and I, they don't want my advice. They don't need my advice. And that's good because maybe (laughs) I don't know what to do, but uh, you know, just sometimes we need to listen. So we hope you, Get some nugget of information from this. We always have a good time doing this. So thank you for keeping me accountable. It was a little hard to track me down and get me to sit on this couch, right? <laughs> and I got to work early tomorrow, so I got to I gotta head home. But I'll be chatting to God on the way home about just what a blessing this podcast is because, you know, it really is. And there was some good advice in there. People, you do need to call your mom. So do that, okay? <laughs> good night. All right, friends.